0: but you can have good experiences with people that aren't for you and you can have great experiences with people that put you in a position to where you are in the wrong energy and you are presenting yourself in a way that does not represent who you are and it it you feel stuck Welcome to the Clay Soul Podcast, where we say fuck faulty beliefs and we mold our own damn lives. I'm Dev Nicole, the host of this podcast, and I'm so glad to be talking to you today. So during this episode, I just want to remind you that you can engage with me and have the conversation with me by checking out the poll and the Q&A question on Spotify. And don't forget to check out the description box as well, where I have all my links and resources available to you. And without further ado, let's continue on with this episode hi there welcome welcome to this podcast i'm so excited to talk to you today this is something i've been processing quite a bit lately um and i'm I'm excited to cover it i'm not gonna lie to you it's not something i believe i'm fully like like i fully formed all of my ideas on but that's kind of the case with the whole podcast i'm just just being totally transparent with you Every episode, I talk about these topics that I feel mostly firm in, but I'm never fully like flexible or not flexible. i never, never fully firm. You know, like there's not a 100% like I'm set and I will never change my mind when it comes to the topics that I cover just because that's, you know, that's life, right? And I'm the type of person that I believe you should have the opportunity to shift your perspective at any given moment right and that doesn't necessarily mean you should do it all the time but that does mean that you don't have to be rigid and you don't have to be locked in to a train of thought forever this also is very evident in how I just believe in general when it comes to religion and spirituality because I'm I'm the type of person that I believe most all things are are worth checking into and that quite a bit is plausible um I I don't I used to belong to an organized religion and so I used to belong to a specific um camp but even then I'm gonna expose myself I didn't believe necessarily that um the truth was exclusive to a, a religion. And I know that's not like the most favorable thing. Like if I had said that as a Christian, yeah, 1000%, like people would be looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, they wouldn't be cousin, probably, probably, but (laughs) they would be like, what are you talking about? And I would just, have to you know finagle my words and stuff but like I've always felt that way I just didn't really want to say it to many people and so there's literally only one person that knew that I thought that prior to me deconstructing um but I've always been that type of person that thought like the truth is the truth even if it's not under a certain label of of religion or spirituality spirituality wow sorry (laughs) and so Such is the case when it comes to this topic that I keep mulling over in my mind. Um, I want to talk to you about something I... I guess you could technically say avoided talking about in this podcast. And that is the range, really the spectrum of femininity and masculinity. Now, I'm not talking about gender, so don't get really freaked out if you get easily offended. First of all, you probably shouldn't be here, but <laughs> just because I talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, you shouldn't be here. But second of all, <laughs> I'm not talking about literal gender where I'm talking about I identify as a man or a woman or non-binary. I'm not saying that. I'm actually talking about the air with which you carry yourself. And this is where we're definitely deconstructing ideologies from organized religion, because organized religion is very rigid in its understanding of gender and sexuality, because it very much believes they're both the same, and that you can't split the two apart, which textbook definition isn't true, um, just point blank it isn't true, but even more so, just thinking about this, and I, I, again, if you get easily offended, you shouldn't be here, because I'm just going to straight up tell you, I don't think that it's very thoughtful, wise, conscientious, or intelligent to believe that gender has to be so locked down to these very concrete things. I think that is a very narrow-minded process i'm trying to be nicer okay i'm trying to be nice (laughs) but i do think that is a little narrow-minded considering you know we've been on this planet for how long um living even if we want to go from the biblical standpoint thousands of years right so um at some point the very concrete things might shift and that just goes back to what i said at the beginning if you let things be a little more flexible, then you can understand that. However, I am really talking about the energy within people. And I think this can be uh, more difficult, I guess, for people to grasp if they don't understand spirituality or if they don't, um, they've never like gone down this path. So I understand that the rest of this podcast might not, um, it might feel very new might not be territory you're used to, but I'm gonna explain it from my standpoint as someone who, yes, used to be a Christian. I was a Christian for roughly twenty five years. Um that's if you really want to count the last couple. <laughs> um and then I deconstructed. And now I'm a I call myself a practical spiritualist. Um And I take that from a pluralistic approach because I don't see a reason to rule out the truth just because it belongs to someone else's background and ideology and culture. You know what I mean? So that being said, let's actually get into this topic (laughs) of femininity and masculinity. Um, As I mentioned, I'm thinking about it from a spiritual lens and especially if you take things like astrology, for one, astrology is a big one where, um, and, and I mean, there are other practices where like a man and a woman or like male and female, I guess you should really say is attributed to things that are clearly not, you know what I mean? Like a, a celestial body is not, they don't have genitalia. Okay. Right. Right. We could, we could veer off into that in a whole nother conversation, but they don't have genitalia and yet they've been given these characteristics based on how they affect us, based on the elements they're connected to. And this is where femininity and masculinity comes in because you would, would take, literally you would take Saturn. And the traits that in, that Saturn embodies, the, the things that Saturn teaches us, right? Saturn is a masculine celestial body, whether we like it or not, right? It's a masculine celestial body. Oftentimes, the quintessential answer for feminine is is Venus or something, but really, in my opinion. The Moon would be the best archetype in celestial bodies of that feminine energy, and I don't think that's disgusting to us because people like to just look at Venus and Mars, and I get that, but that's a very like trivial expression of of masculinity and femininity, right? Um in my opinion, the signs, the zodiac signs that best describe masculinity and femininity are actually in a and from a mature stance in my opinion are actually cancer and capricorn which are respectively ruled by those two planets capricorn is ruled by saturn and uh, cancer is ruled by the moon and they're technically the father and mother of the zodiac really Um, and these are things that I've observed and yeah, I fully understand that I'm not like the most textbook astrologer, but that's also because I like to observe, test and also consult a wide variety of, of streams. And I'm not the type of person to say, oh, well, I'm all and only in tropical Hellenistic astrology. That's not me. Like I'm also looking at other things. Um, and so those are the conclusions I come up with from doing readings, like actually doing them with people, and from my learning process when I went through my learning process, as well as just like constantly like talking to people about different things, and observing it in my own life as I tested it because I I have placements in both. I'm a Cancer Sun, and I have Capricorn placements in my twelfth house. So that being said, I've I've experienced this and tested it out, and I see the masculinity and femininity in those signs but even further in the spiritual camp we talk about it quite a bit if you want to look at things like twin flames which i know is a huge deal man i know like that triggers people for some goddamn reason i don't understand why people get so triggered by the twin flame concept i can understand if you're triggered because you went through a bad experience but some people get so triggered literally just by the thought of it and that's why I say you should probably process what's going on in your heart because <laughs> it's 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 just a concept. Like, you don't have to agree with it. You could literally just say, I don't like that and move on with your life. But anyway, I've seen that happen so much just online alone, alone, like in with people face-to-face that I just, I don't understand. It's strange to me. Um, but that being said, Twin Flames, if you don't know, is the concept that... Um, when souls were created, there was a soul that was divided into two bodies, not in the sense of a soul mate where you're half and half, but really more like cellular division. Like when a single cell splits into two type of a concept. So it's not like you're two halves, you're two holes of the same essence essentially and over time as you incarnate into the world you're constantly coming together to the point to where you do come together there's constantly a path where you're like unknowingly being drawn together and you're going through similar situations because you are the same essence and so you have the same things that you're going through the same um really generational trauma and things like that that you go through and Then you come together in this moment that is, like, just undeniable attraction, undeniable connection that, that there's no way to rule out. Like, there's something different about us. We're the same person in, in different bodies, (laughs) right? Like, we are legitimately the same person and it's, like, an inexplicable connection. You don't... You don't know why or how, but there's such a level of magnetism. There's no, and it's mutual. It's mutual. Let me make that clear. This is a mutual thing. Now I could go into more stages of that, but essentially what happens is there's one that is more masculine and there's one that's more feminine based on energy, not based on physical body. Okay. That's the thing about spirituality. Masculinity and femininity is not connected to your physical gender identity or your mental gender identity it's not connected to that (laughs) and in deconstructing ideologies around gender that is like a sub point we could talk about in this episode but really the whole thing that I really want to get into is the dynamics of them so that's why I'm not going deep in into that conversation um but that being said, I could go even further into explaining the twin flame journey, but essentially how it happens is you're both in a in a, a journey of maturing and ascending and aligning to your soul and healing because the thing about being next to the essence of you is you can't ignore your fuck-ups and you can't ignore your shit that you gotta work on because it's right there in your face right it's doubled up you can't ignore it and I think a lot of people get mad about the twin flame thing from the standpoint of oh they're just obsessed with each other not realizing that like there's such a deep amount of actual inner work you have to do if you're a twin flame it's not like you just oh i'm obsessed with this person and they're obsessed with me and it's a fairy tale no like you're also doing grueling inner work (laughs) and it's 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 a it's a lot okay um so that being said there's a masculine counterpoint and a feminine counterpoint in the connection and each of these in my opinion Better in body, what masculinity and femininity look like in life? Now, I'm going to talk more from a feminine standpoint because, surprise, I actually am a feminine energy that thought I had to live in a masculine energy type. (laughs) But it took me... Years to really figure this out, not only just because I was a Christian, but also just like in the process of of learning how to embody my energy type, that's what I discovered. Now again, I'm going to keep saying this, the physical body is not connected to the energy and there are people that are both physically male and identify as male as well that might be more of the feminine energy type and that is okay and no that doesn't mean they're gay and if that's the conclusion you jump to then you're you might not be mature enough for this podcast okay (laughs) now let me break down the differences because there are major differences um that being with one this being the obvious one Feminine energy is more um, receptive. It's more, and that's not to say masculine energy can't be, but feminine energy is designed to be on the receiving end, to be receptive, to be honestly able to relax back into um, a state of calm, you can say, an intuitive state. It's not an initiating energy. The masculine energy is about... Doing, initiating, getting things started, implementation. The feminine energy is about that intuition, compassion, connectedness, um, sense of calm, and, and receiving. It's this receiving energy. The masculine energy is the giving energy. It's the active energy. Now I don't mean these from like a a standpoint with which like men can never receive anything or women can never receive anything because here's another surprise. Everybody has masculine and feminine energies in them. There's just one that you are more designed to lean towards. And some people lean hard as fuck into them because, you know, that, that's how they do it. Or also sometimes out of woundedness, they lean into one um, because they don't know how to have a healthy balance. But everybody has both. You're just designed to have one or the other take the lead within you based on who you actually are, who your, who your soul is, right? And this is why I said before it's not connected to your physical gender or your gender identity it's not connected to either okay now masculine energy is all about like structure um kind of being more rational and assertive being disciplinary being determined being disciplined like themselves being disciplined um power progression like they're very much about the activation of energy actually flowing and femininity is more about yes nurturing But it's really taking a more passive approach to how life flows. And so there's patience. There's sensitivity. There's connection of flowing. There's gentleness. There's stillness. And again, it doesn't mean there can't be overlap of you practicing both. Feminine energies are not completely inactive energies. Okay. Feminine people are not inactive, they just take action, literally, by going in receptive flow, and intuition, and masculine energies take action more by stepping out. Now the reason I didn't even fully understand this for myself, is one, being a young black woman, the only female born of my parents, I was raised to be a go-getter. And not only that, but I have the energy. As as, if you're a regular, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. So I have also the highest amount of energy in human design. Okay, so I have the energy, I have the passion, I have the drive, I have the ambition, I have the interest. I'm an Aries moon, so I very much have activation within me to do these things. Um, I'm not supposed to be in my masculine energy. And there were a lot of uh, indicators of that, that that's not supposed to be home to me. Was I raised to be that much of a go-getter? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with like vouching for yourself and standing up for yourself. Feminine energy is not passive in the way that it's a pushover, but I was... uh, both conditioned and, and really, like, based on, on the quintessential ideas of how my, my personality flows, was assumed to be the type of person that's supposed to go, go do things, get up and go do it, go make it happen, etc., etc., right? If they're not doing it, you get up and do it, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the sentiment, right? And, and rightfully so in some ways, Um, because it did help me in some ways and it's forced me to um, not be a pushover but that was technically not my divine energy and so I was operating out of whack for years and I've talked about this quite a bit and how much I've rushed in the past I've rushed because I was under the presumption that I had to be in masculine energy Now, obviously, I didn't call it that, but that's big. That's a big part of it. I always felt like I was the person that had to just make my life work and make my life happen. And if I wasn't going to do X, Y, Z, and if things didn't land a certain way, that was all on me. Like, very much. That was, I'm summing up basically how my mind worked, okay? (laughs) That is what was believed, okay? And it took me going through several very difficult relationships, including my marriage, my first marriage, in order to realize I really am not designed to be the masculine energy. And because I was in the masculine energy I wasn't designed to be in, my wounded masculine energy, as some like to call it, I was in wounded masculine energy because it wasn't even with balance. It was just like this headstrong shit. I also attracted people that were in their wounded femininity. Or maybe also their wounded masculinity, you know what I mean? But mostly their wounded femininity. All All of the guys that I dated, I can't really count the women I've been interested in per se. I guess I would have to think about it but I I never dated them um prior to this episode so I I can't tell you um <laughs> I've never been with a woman super long just because it was a lot of um we'll say comp pet speaking in my mind and and it didn't get very far but the men that I've been with in my past they were all some form of wounded feminine all of them they were all some sort of wounded feminine they all even the even the one that was like very much more of like that um assertive headstrong guys guy vibe even he still had wounded feminine energy and the reason i know this is because i was always in the position I guess I shouldn't say blanket statements like always, but it was very, very often that I was in the position to where I was the one taking care of everything that should be taken care of in a relationship. And I had to literally, (laughs) if you respect yourself at all, please listen to this, this statement I'm about to say. There's not one person that I've been with prior to this episode that has actually tried to intentionally do something for my birthday without me having to say something or nag them about it. Not one, literally not one, not a single person. And that was always an indicator to me because birthdays matter to me. Gifts matter to me. They're huge to me. I remember friends' birthdays that I'm not even super close with, and even if I don't have the chance to talk to someone on their birthday, I'm thinking about, oh, so-and-so's birthday's coming up. Like, that's how much I, I, birthdays have always mattered to me, and that's thankfully a gift from my mom. She's always made my birthday mean something, so birthdays always matter to me, <laughs> always, um, very deeply, and I actually, I tend to feel bad if I can't communicate with someone for their birthday I do I really do unless we're on like bad terms or something like I'm gonna think about it because I care so much about people's birthdays um they're huge to me and that was a huge indicator for me that like okay these these guys (laughs) really they're boys right because I shouldn't have to vouch for myself to be taken care of on my birthday Whew, the stories I have. I have not I do not air people's problems out because I know I've fucked up quite a bit, so I don't. But let me tell you. <laughs> I have some stories about people's evidence of whether or not they care for me. It's crazy. This the things that I thought were okay because I was the one who was making things happen in my own individual life and I was attracting these people that weren't and so when it came down to things I was the one that drove them places. You know, they're junior in high school, I'm senior in high school and I'm the one driving them between school and and church activities together. <laughs> like what the fuck? I'm the one doing it. They had a license. I guess technically if I wanted to they could have driven my car and and yeah maybe I I went to pick them up but they drove like it could have even been like that but no that didn't happen <laughs> to the point where I'm the one that knows like oh we need to probably be going on a date soon now I have to remind you about it because you're not intentional you're in your toxic your wounded feminine in that you you're lazy <laughs> You're lazy and unintentional. And again, this is not saying that I've been perfect. Because again, I don't I don't like talking about other people. Cause I know just how imperfect I am. And I've I've learned the hard way. I've gone through ego deaths, okay? <laughs> um This is not to say they didn't have good qualities. And this is not to say we didn't have good experiences at times. But you can have good experiences with people that aren't for you. And you can have great experiences with people that put you in a position to where you are in the wrong energy. And you are presenting yourself in a way that does not represent who you are. And it, it, you feel stuck. And that's where the frustration came in for me. As a manifesting generator, frustration is my not-self theme. It's the the attitude with which I know I am not using my energy right. And there are whole relationships I had where there were good times, but there was a lot of frustration because when something needed to be done, even if I wanted them to do it, even if I asked them about it, even if I asked them to do it, if I let it completely fall on their shoulders, it would take months. (laughs) And I can't do that with everything. Clearly, obviously life doesn't work that way you can't wait months for everything to be figured out right if I let something fall on their shoulders it would not be done and so I sadly got in the cycle to where I started to know that if I wanted something done I would then need to go do it and be the masculine energy that was not healthy for me And it is still not healthy for me. And I'm glad I've unlearned that quite a fuck ton. But that was the state I lived in for years. Was this really very backwards (laughs) process. I'm designed to be resting in my femininity. And I'm over here like having to fill in as the masculine energy. Because when it was your turn, you didn't. You didn't. And at some point, someone has to, right? This is why I do get how traditionally it's always been seen as man and woman. Because there's a type of balance necessary. In connections, especially one-on-one connections. Where if you are trying to do life with someone. There's a certain level of flow that happens when you can be in your feminine and they can be in their masculine and vice versa. And even if you're technically both more feminine energies there should be an understanding or there should be a moment of pairing where it's clear when someone's going to transition into that masculine energy based on what they're capable of, where they're going to take care of it. You know what I mean? Everybody's like this. In very concrete terms, Let's say, and again, this is not technically what I'm talking about, but let's talk about it in very concrete terms so it's obvious. Let's say it's a lesbian relationship and it's two fems. Two very, like, obviously they're fems, not like a borderline anything. They're both fems. Okay. There is still one of them that is going to take out the trash. And one of them that's not. There's still one of them that is wired to be more the person to then go pay or be quote unquote in charge and wearing the pants than the other. You get what I'm saying? And so even if you're not exactly opposites, as I guess we could say. <laughs> I feel weird about using polarization in this conversation because it doesn't quite fit. But even if you're not technically opposites, you still have one that's going to to slip more into their feminine energy in a certain situation and one is going to slip into more of a masculine energy in their situation. And I just realized that I was constantly being put in the position to where I had to play both more than the other person. And I'm not designed to play both that much. In fact, I was playing the masculine role more than the feminine role in that situation. (laughs) And I discovered that's not right. Why? Because that's not how I'm designed and wired to function. Like, I am genuinely a feminine energy type to the point to where like i found this out because i've been really trying to like understand the numbers in tarot i don't love love tarot i'm not gonna lie to you i don't watch tarot hardly at all (laughs) hardly at all and that's not to say that i don't think it works as much as i just don't love the the people that do it sorry um because i know some of y'all are scammers i know some of y'all are liars and not all y'all but some y'all and so i just i avoid tarot quite a bit but i i want to understand it also so like if it were to come up i could just know what's going on and i could also be able to tell if you're a liar um but that being said i'm also studying destiny matrix heavily right now and um it's something that i heard about months ago and this typically happens i'll hear about something and i'm like oh that's interesting put it on the back burner and then intuition will be like okay go study that now so I've been studying destiny matrix and the numbers in destiny matrix are the same as in tarot now my psychic number numerology that's a whole nother thing I (laughs) let me tell y'all I have been also studying numerology a fuck ton the last like four months and I just haven't talked about it um because I don't I still don't feel like I have a massive grasp on it but I've been learning from H. Jakari quite a bit so if you haven't listened to their podcast, you should. Um, but we're also friends on TikTok and I have their guide. So um, I've been learning a lot about numbers too. But the thing is, is my psychic number, which is the the number of the day you're born, um, mine reduces to three. So that's my psychic number. In tarot, that is the Empress card. <laughs> and when I tell you how that perfectly fits how I function in life. Yes, both good and bad traits. It makes sense why I'm supposed to be in my feminine energy. <laughs> like it, it just makes so much sense why I'm supposed to be in my feminine energy. And then to add on top of that, if you want to add the astrology in, I'm a Cancer sun 0 degree, okay? Cancer's ruled by the moon. I'm a ca- a 0 degree Cancer sun, okay? which is, like, essentially the essence, like, zero degree is, like, the most potent ex- essence of a sign. So, I am literally, like, a cancer's cancer, okay? I am a cancer son, for for real, for real. Um, on top of that, most of my, like, life-altering soul's purpose placements are in feminine signs. Now, the feminine signs the feminine polarities in astrology are earth and water are feminine and then the masculine ones are air and fire as you can tell the obvious difference being earth and water there's containers with which you have to um function in whereas the air and the fire there's activation and and a like initiation of those those elements like air is not bound I guess you could say I don't necessarily like that word in that sentence but air is not bound by anything it can go off and do and fire is the same way and then earth and water they're more um grounded in the sense of of how they show up but they also (laughs) that doesn't mean they're they're stuck if that makes sense um and I have I have quite a bit I have a decent balance, um, but like my more strategic, not strategic, but more um personal, I guess, and life specific placements are in water and earth signs. um and then I have a lot of a lot of Capricorn and Taurus degrees in my chart. and I, I didn't even realize that when I first started learning astrology, but I have a lot of Capricorn and Taurus degrees in my chart. Um, So that being said, even with my Aries moon, like I'm just in general, like feminine energy. And then if you want to add in the human design aspect, (laughs) now this is actually more of a balancing act, but being a generator type means that you have to practice doing both. You have to practice doing both because obviously building something, that's that active creation aspect of, of masculinity and masculine energy. But it doesn't come to you in that you just go out and build and build and build. Like that's kind of more of a manifester type thing. And that is a manifester. Manifester type in human design, in my opinion, is very masculine energy because it's like Oh, I know what I need to go do and I'm pivoting to go do it. Whereas a generator type, you need to sense it out. Using your bodily intuition. Your bodily knowing. Oh, my body does not feel cool with with this experience. It's shaking or my stomach's upset or, or I'm tensing up. I'm not going to do that. This is leading me to frustration. Oh, I've used my energy up now. I'm tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I took a nap. But I need to stop doing this task. Because that's probably draining me now. And I need to go switch gears and rest and and, and act in this way. Even just the sacral center. The sacral center in human design. It doesn't work in this immediate go-do. And even as a manifesting generator, I have to practice going between masculine and feminine energy in order to follow my human design type. There are times to rest. There are times, there there are several days (laughs) during the week where I'm actively resting or I'm taking a nap, I'm meditating, and I'm doing more passive resting between a bunch of shit. Okay. I'm not constantly going anymore, which is so beautiful. But I still have moments where I do need to go be active and sit and talk to someone for an hour and a half about their birth chart or about how they can optimize their energy so that they can achieve a certain goal or I need to go record a class. There are times when I do have the energy to do that and I'm in the more masculine and I'm like "Ooh, I have all this energy to devote to things but see the difference in that like I had to take time to be in my feminine energy to do that first. Because I'm not going to have the energy to be in my masculine energy all the time. The reason I think this is important and I'm giving you a lot of experiential wisdom here, um as someone who's had to do it. This hasn't been like let me just talk about me just to talk about me. I'm I'm trying to give you a lot of stories and pictures because when you start to divorce yourself from the concept that femininity and masculinity, first of all, that we all only have one or the other and it's married to just our physical bodies. Or maybe you have advanced enough to where you do see that it's not just the physical body expression. <laughs> and you still kind of see it as one or the other When you're living from that perspective, you can trap yourself pretty quickly. And you can find yourself in situations to where you are not flowing in your energy type. Now, if you wanted to know more about that, that's where I say do the birth chart, do the body graph. If you want to do a reading, do a reading with me. First of all, I would love to read your charts. And and literally just because I love reading charts. I love reading charts and I love helping people see their own superpowers within their design. I think it's beautiful. And and no, I don't take a, a positive only stance on astrology and human design, but I definitely do. Um, highlight how you can use the superpowers you have in your chart. And also how you can alchemize the setbacks you have in your chart. Because trust me, I have a lot in my own. Okay. <laughs> I have Saturn opposing Chiron in my chart. Okay. I I have, a, I have difficulties in my chart. But you can use them all to your strengths. And so if you want to do a reading, I highly recommend doing a reading with me. Um, I absolutely would love to show you what energy type you're in. Because you could be doing yourself a major disservice by trying to live in more of one than the other when first of all you are designed to be both but you also are designed to be a particular one more and you might be leaning into the opposite one or you might have like an unhealthy disposition of one like I said before there is a wounded expression of of femininity and masculinity it's not perfect there are times when you are more wounded masculine and you're just being headstrong and cocky and annoying and an asshole and basically you're a red pill guy um so that happens and then there's also wounded femininity where you're either lazy or you're manipulative or you're codependent and i've definitely been codependent let me tell you um and there's that expression as well. And we flip between these things, yes. And yeah, there's also overlap between both of them on the healthy side, where, you know, both of them need to have a sense of awareness and, and balance and um, clarity and be flexible. Both need to be flexible at sometimes and adaptive at sometimes. And there's power in both, there is power in both. And there's a level of intuition technically in both where you do need to be able to be in alignment with your soul and aligned with your energy type. But one thing that I think is forgotten is there's a responsibility to both types. And, and, and there's not a... If we look at husband and wife dynamics, which has come up quite a bit on my TikTok before, as you know, if you were here the very beginning of this podcast, I had a whole argument with several men, okay? Not, not, not for super long because I realized, like, these people are dumb. Um, some of them were arguing, arguing with me about marriage that had never been married. <laughs> and technically, we're in, like, situationships, so... Um, I just, at that point I was like, I'm not going to argue with these people. And I, I don't argue with people much on the internet anymore, but <laughs> I have been in these conversations before when it comes to, to husband and wife dynamics, if we want to go that quintessential, um, and ask someone who is queer and no longer married to my first spouse. I've done a lot of thinking around energy types and how this shows up in in the practical because again I'm a practical spiritualist. I I want to apply it to real life. Okay. And so I've really reflected on how this is expressed within relationships that are romantic. And one thing I have discovered quite a bit as I've matured, as I've gone through life, really as I've gone through my sudden return, y'all, I'm one year down, (laughs) almost a full year down, but the actual moment doesn't happen until next year. So I have, I still have time, but (laughs) I have a lot of time. Um, but anyway, I've, I've had to go through a lot of maturing in the last year specifically. And I've had to kind of reflect based on those past experiences with him and past exes as well, even the ones that try to come back up during Mercury retrogrades and shit. Um, <laughs> I've really processed. And also looking ahead at, you know, one day, it would be nice to be married again. It doesn't have to be to a man. Um, but you got to embody that masculine energy for me. Because I am... The feminine energy and I know that I deserve to rest in it and really hone it but that doesn't mean we're not both responsible and maturity and healing reminds you that regardless of your energy type whether you're feminine or masculine both are responsible both are responsible to be accountable to be honest to be integritous to communicate both are responsible really to not be flighty and immature. Both have to recognize boundaries where they begin and end and and understand what they have that they need to take accountability and, and blame for and work on and vice versa. But also there's a level of humility required that is amiss in conversations like red pill-esque conversations when we talk about gender roles within marriage because it's not a she has to go cook and clean and do these things and i have to provide and that's just a dynamic first of all that's very archaic and if you're still talking like that in 2024 i don't know what the fuck you're doing but like In the next decade, everything's going to be different anyway. So it's just, if you're still talking like in the 50s, there's something wrong. Okay, you need to learn how to evolve. (laughs) Because we're about to evolve a fuck ton. Especially with Pluto and Aquarius. But even past that. (laughs) that That's a little rabbit trail that was worth saying. But even past that. There needs to be an understanding of humility to where the masculine energy type, the primarily masculine energy person, they love with a compassion and tenderness despite their masculine energy and so they lead not from a place of I'm in charge and I got a big head because that's the wounded expression, right? And they can see the qualities in the feminine and see them as beautiful. And so they're emboldened to love and protect. They're emboldened to lead. They don't see it as a obligation. And on the flip side, this is very important and I know it could ruffle some feathers. But on the flip side, the feminine wants to care. For the masculine, not because of their masculine energy, not just because they're the leader. Okay, let me make that very clear (laughs) because I grew up Christian and I already know the mindset behind this shit. The feminine energy doesn't cook or clean or any of that out of obligation and that's even if that's what they do because let's be honest both are adults and both can cook and clean and both should (laughs) and if you've been an adult prior to the relationship you probably already have learned how to do that for yourself so it should be happening but again that goes back to the humility in that because you're both mature responsible accountable and also humble there is no obligation to show up in these roles for me that looks like me wanting to cook a meal for you i've been in situations where i felt obligated to cook a meal for someone not even really because of them but just because of societal and religious norms okay i'm I'll make that clear. It's not to their fault. It was ideologies grown up with, right? But also there are people or there are situations where I care about them so much that I want to cook them a meal. That's how I would show them my love. I love you. I want to cook you a meal. And to me, it's not even just me being courteous. To me, it's quite literally... I'm giving you my love. Another expression of this on the more feminine side is if I make you something. If I make you something, physically make you something. This is me showing you my love. Because it took time and energy for me to make it, but I wanted to. And there have been things that I've made. You know, I did... uh, I designed something special for somebody like a a custom card I actually used to make my own cards or or I knitted them a hat or something like if I go out of my way to put my creative energy into something for a person that's out of care now could I be obligated to do that yeah and growing up because you know my parents are more old school. I was taught to like, okay, make sure you get people cards every single time something's happening. <laughs> I think that's a waste of paper, but um I <laughs> just gonna be honest with you, I think it's a waste of paper to buy cards for every fucking thing. Um, but that was the thing, you know, like the obligation or being told like, Hey, since going through this, do you think you can make blah blah blah? Like, yeah, it can be done out of obligation, but when I'm in my feminine energy I want to take care of you. Not out of obligation, out of care and humility. And when I eventually move forward in whatever relationship I have in my life, my hope and goal is to never be divorced again. I'm being honest. I'd rather be single the rest of my life than be divorced again. (laughs) But even so, Whoever would be that next person. My desire. Would to be humble enough. To recognize. Their leadership. Their masculinity. And to say. I respect that. And so I'm not going to take over your role. Because. uh, I'm here to be in mine. And that's a concept that I think is amiss quite a bit. If we're looking at the ideologies around femininity and masculinity, because there's a lot of conversation these days that I just don't even like to partake in. Because usually I'm the type of person that like, when I can tell this is going to go south because there's just too much polarization I'm not even going to engage with you in a topic. I don't care if it's something I know tons of shit about. This is why I don't talk to people about whether or not the Bible is valid or something like that. This is why I don't get into religious debates because I actually have done a lot of research and I just don't want to deal with your, really your (laughs) pettiness, right? I don't want to deal with your wounded feelings, okay? that's Sorry, there's a dog barking outside if you can hear it. Not mine, a neighbor's doggie. Precious doggy, probably protecting us from possums <laughs> and cute things. I think possums are cute. Anyway, rabbit hole. Um <laughs> But but truly that's that's the truth of it is 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 we've been in this season, this period of life where it's giving very wounded feminine and wounded masculine without me going into the depths of it and this is from someone who's been in I guess technically both wounded feminine and masculine aspects in my lifetime I'm seeing both quite a bit and I think it's starting to taper off I do think people are trying to heal I think quite a bit on on the female side and uh woman identifying side there's been a lot of healing and I think that's also why there's so much singleness and also why so many men are having to do healing as well. Um, it's necessary. It's necessary that it tapers off and it transitions. But I have seen this a lot. And and it's kind of sad when I see stupid debates about what women should and shouldn't do in the kitchen, stuff like that, when it's like so much deeper than that. And I think if we take the time to deconstruct the concepts of femininity and masculinity prior to 2024, the things that we saw in culture and society and, and religion as the basis for it, I think we're going to free ourselves quite a bit from really the obligation to be a certain way that we're not. And when we do that, we take a lot of the aggression out of the conversation. We take a lot of of angst, anger, and, and black and white thinking out of the conversation because people are more rightly in their flow when they embody the divine femininity or divine masculinity that they're primarily supposed to be in, whichever it is. And it's okay to maybe not take it on in a air quote usual process you know if you are both physically a woman and identifying as a woman and still more of a masculine energy that's fine that's actually the point of this episode really is just to show you that like you can be more one than the other and it has nothing to do with the the body that you're in because your soul is not your body and how you're designed to function best is not the same as your physical body and that's okay I hope that you feel comfortable leaning into one or the other and um, I hope you find your way I really do Because life is so beautiful when you no longer put all these rules and restrictions around how you're supposed to function and you just understand how you're supposed to function. And that's a gift I wish I had way sooner. I'm thankful I understand it now and I can set standards around it now, but... this podcast as that nudge that word of encouragement for you and and let me know what you think about it feel free to reach out as well um i appreciate you thanks for listening to this episode of the clay cell so podcast feel free to share this with a friend that you know is struggling and needs to hear this word and don't forget to subscribe on apple spotify youtube and or tiktok I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to talk to you again in the next episode.